0: Okay, good to Um The previous Shabbos said that although people say that it's customary to say a story about the Baal Shemtif on Saturday night as a spiritual blessing to have wealth, the previous Shabbos said not necessarily is it only a story about the Baal Shemtif, it's also a story about any tzaddik. It's not only on Saturday night it's not only a blessing for wealth, it's a blessing for all good things. However, there's still something significant about saying a story about the Baal Shem on Saturday night. And I have a story uh, that Ray uh, this Mandel mentions in the storyteller I want to share with you. There was a Jew whose name was Avram, who had a very hard time earning a living and he lived not far from Mezhebush. And uh, he, he worked hard and although he worked hard he wasn't very successful financially things were difficult things were tight and uh, his wife had heard that there's this miracle worker imeshbush the balshamtif and she told her husband that um she wants him to go to the balshamtif because it's too hard for her and this man this this, this tzaddik does all these all these, these miracles with his blessings perhaps he could go off and meet the Baal Shemtiv and things could change. So her husband said, listen, I, the idea came to my head a few times as well. I also thought the same thing. But I didn't think it was appropriate to bother the Baal Shemtiv, to ask him for a blessing, just physical things. And I wasn't going to go, but I see that it's hard for you to handle this, this challenge. So maybe the time has come indeed to go visit the Baal Shemtiv. So Avram goes to Baal Shemtiv. He tells him about his financial hardship, and Baal Shem Tov says, "Poverty is a test, and wealth is a test. But if you have a firm trust in Hashem, He will not abandon you." Then the Baal Shem Tov said that when you go on your way home, you come to a river by the by the um, by the side of the river. Under the bridge, there is a treasure. Wow! So Avram went home full of hope, very excited, and uh, he reaches the river, reaches the bridge, and he starts um, starts digging, looking for the treasure. He's looking for some time, and he's not. He thinks, you know, I'm I'm not. I don't have the merit to uh, find this treasure. And he meets a Jew he knew. Who was a uh, tailor, and he tells the Jew, "asks What are you doing here?" He tells he tells them the Jew what happened and how he the poshondo said to come here, and um, and it didn't work out. So the tailor responds with a bitter smile. Apparently, I'm a shlemazel like you. I had the dream last night that I met a uh, elderly man. And he told me that in this, in this city, at the end of the street, there is a Jew who lives, who is poor, lives with his wife and a lot of children. And he doesn't even know that in his own house, under the oven, there is a treasure. Maybe you can solve my dream, the tailor tells Avram. Avram doesn't answer anything. He says, have a good day. He goes home. And in his ears are clinging the words of this man and he is very excited goes home and um he he looks under his oven he searches under his oven and lo and behold he finds a treasure under his o- under the oven and uh he um he was very excited and he, he um shared this with his wife and they very, they're very excited to see the blessing of allhun to be fulfilled and after a few days go by, and he's thinking about his good fortune, he thinks to himself, "You know, all my good fortune came to me in merit of this tailor. I really should go and 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 share some of my wealth with a tailor." So he puts together from this great treasure that he found some gold and coins, some silver coins, and he puts it all together, and he makes his way back to that town, back to this um, the, to the uh, town where he met this guy by the bridge. And on um, and the way there, he's, he's, he gets tired. He, he comes to a tree, and he lies down by the tree in the shade. And uh, as he's as he's lying there, he sees some far away. This guy's coming, approaching him. Who's approaching? None other than the tailor. And the tailor says to him the following. He says, you know, when you told me that the Baal Shemt have said that there's a treasure... By the bridge and you left right away i was thinking you know you, you left too quickly maybe the treasure is on the other side of the bridge you went on one side maybe the treasure is on the other side of the bridge so i searched and indeed i found a treasure i found i found a whole treasure of a chest of diamonds and gold and silver and and my whole my whole uh, my whole situation is, is is a lot has changed for the better and i want to um I was thinking I should repay the favor to you because, even though you know it's it wasn't really your treasure, it's I, I found the treasure, but um, I found it because of your good advice. You told me the words of Bal Shemtiv, and therefore I thought that it would it, be nice to share something with you. So a regular person would probably say, "Okay, thank you very much." I'm not our Avram, not our hero Avram. Avram says, "I'll tell you the truth. When I came home, I also found the treasure, and and your dream was true." There's a there is there, there was a um an, under my oven they found a the treasure and I brought you a, uh, a a a package of diamond and silver and gold as well. And they both laughed at what the amazing divine providence had led them to each other, and they both found treasures to each other. And they were just trying to figure out like what does this mean? And they they decided, you know what, let's go back to the Balshamtav. Let's ask the Val what this means. To come to Balshamtif. Balshantov greets them with a beautiful smile. And the Bolshemtiv said that um they, they didn't know what to do, like they both won't give each other presents. What who should give who the present? So Bolshemtiv said that Avram, you know, you have a daughter who needs to get married. He told, he told the tailor you have a son who needs to get married. So how about um you introduce your daughter to his son and and make a shidduch? and the presents that you want to give each other you give to, these presents to the bride and the groom they both agreed with this with this um shidduch, and the ba'shamtev wished them a mazal tov and then the ba'shamtev said that before they decide on a date for the wedding the father of the bride should find a poor orphan girl and the father of the bro- of the groom should find a poor orphan a young man and they should uh, try to help this these these orphans get married and the thehan said that how they should conduct themselves with kindness and and now that God has helped you both with wealth, Vahannta said that this is how you should conduct yourself to continue to give kindness and goodness to others so they were very happy and fortunate and uh, they did what the allhan said and uh, they merited to see children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren who were devoted um, to Torah and to good tabla Shemayim And good for, as as Torah says, tabla Shemayim good in the eyes of Hashem and good in the eyes of man. That's the, uh, the, the first story. And um, it's connected also with a theme in this upcoming Torah portion, where moshe rabbeinu tells the jewish people that they are going to be redeemed and Torah says they did not believe in moshe because of their shortness of breath because of their hard work they could not believe in what moshe was telling them which tells us that when we get um knocked off derailed from our mojo we're not into what we're supposed to be into so then we lose lose sight, and we're not able to be sensitive to the words of the tzaddik and to have the clear vision of the future of the coming of Mashiach. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that um, that they're going to be redeemed from Egypt because of their their so their, their burden of hard work. There they couldn't imagine this to be true. And what the first thing that broke the um, the might of the Egyptians was the plague of blood. Chizus explains that the plague of blood. Represents transforming coldness to warmth. That a person turns away from being in a state of of disconnect, and he and he just decides to put blood to put warmth in his mitzvahs. And just like in Egypt, it was this plague that opened them up to the possibility of them being redeemed from Egypt. So too, the Rebbe said, in order for us to be in touch with the, with, with the promise of Hashem, and especially the promise of Hashem through the tzaddikim in our generation how this is the generation of the redemption to, to be in sync, to be in touch with that those words, those words to resonate inside us. We have to have blood. We have to have warmth in our mitzvahs and warmth in our Torah. That's what makes the vision of Moshe I mean, the vision of the future, resonate. So the vision may be there, but we may feel like, oh, it's I, I dug and I dug and I dug and I don't see it, but uh, the, the, the real digging has to be, like in the story, uh, maybe the thing has to be not in in um the thing has to be in ourselves. Now looking at at the details of what's going on in the world as much as looking inside ourselves, trying to bring more warmth in our mitzvahs, and then we could find the treasure. Then we find the treasure, not just like in the story where the Avram found the treasure in himself and the, and the tailor found the treasure. So in a similar way, by uh, by by putting our warmth in our mitzvahs, we both in ourselves will find our own treasure of faith in Hashem. That allows us to see the treasure of the time that we're in, the coming of Mashiach. So on that note, I'm going to tell you another story about faith in the tzaddik and how the faith in the tzaddik actually creates blessing. Not just that it um, is a vessel for blessing, but uh, it actually creates the blessing. I, I'm, I'm not sure if this was a Mendel of Riminov or another tzaddik, but he had a very devoted chassid whose name was Nachum. And Nachum was a cattle merchant. And Nachum saw that he was having a very hard time because there was a plague and a lot of the cattle were dying, and he really didn't didn't know what to do. So he traveled to his rebbe, to the Mendel of Rimonov, and the Mendel Rimonov would have a tish. He would have a special time where he would speak to his chassidim on 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 Shabbos afternoon by the Shul Shudis, special time when they would sing songs and and Nachum came there. And they were singing the song, Nidachem Koyvets." Hashem will gather all the Jewish people. As read today in the ha- Torah, V'hoye who on that day, you talk about Shev the great shofar will be sounded, and all those Jews who have, are lost in the land of Assyria or cast aside in the land of Egypt, they all will be gathered to Israel. So the song has the words, Nidachem Koivets. Those who are cast aside, those who are have been dispersed, will be gathered. But Nachum, he hears the words differently. He hears the words as Nachum Koivets. instead of Nachum Koivets, He hears his rebbe saying Nachum Koivets, Nachum, go buy some wheat. Well, go buy some wheat. Okay, I guess I should go buy some wheat. So he he stops his whole investment in the in the cattle industry, and he begins investing in wheat. And lo and behold. He's successful. He, he shares his success with Remendel of Rimanov. And Remendel says to him, listen, all the gates of heaven were blocked. I couldn't do anything for you. I saw your, your predicament. I saw your plight. But it was your pure faith in the words that I you thought I said, even though I didn't say them, that brought this blessing, that opened the door. In sync with this, one more story about the Baal is famous for teaching us that everything that happens in the world is by divine providence, and the Balshamti students uh, were leaving the Balshamti, and they, it was a winter day, and they saw a lot of non-Jews carrying a frozen Christian symbol, and they were shocked because Balshamti said everything you see is a message from Hashem. what what, what message could this possibly have for them? And they came to the Vashanta, they asked the Voshanth, what does this mean? And the Baal Shem said that between being frigid and denying Hashem completely, there is a very fine line. You could deny Hashem completely and just being cold. It's very, it's very similar. Completely disassociating ourselves with a belief in Hashem, completely completely being disenfranchised with all that the Torah has to tell us is, is very close to just being cold to it. Our being frigid. To our mitzvahs, to our Torah, to the words of Hashem through the tzaddikim, being called to those words is something that um, is 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 re- very close to abandoning Judaism completely. And and the Christian symbol that they saw, that's the message of the frozen Christian symbol. If you're frozen, then idol worship isn't isn't that far off. Being called to Judaism is very similar to adopting another religion. But conversely, you'll see from this as well, that uh, being warm to our Yiddish putting passion and warmth in our mitzvahs, that's what opens us up to uh, hear the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu of our time was told us in very clear words that this is the last generation of the exile, this is the first generation of redemption. And we need to hold on strong because it's about to happen. And um, our faith in the words of the Tzaiq itself, that itself um, opens the door as the Gemara says, and Talmud says, and the Chuta says, uh, it says in the Torah, they believed in Hashem and Moshe's servant. So says the Talmud, anyone who believes in a faithful servant, meaning anyone who believes in Moshe, it's as if he believes in Hashem himself. Just remember one more story. I'll let you guys go. I heard this story from a family member of, this, of, of the um, and the story the family has never printed the story, and therefore the story isn't written anywhere. But it's a private, so I can't say the name of the family, but I could have said the story without the name. There was this uh, family, very prominent family, who in, in who did not were not blessed with children. And again and again they visited the Rebbe, and the Rebbe gave them a blessing for children. But at one point, the wife was so distraught. That she sent a letter to the Rebbe and she said, "I want a promise for children. A promise." Now, in um, I don't know how these things work. Of course, this is these are things in the purview of tzaddikim, but there are different styles of various tzaddikim. And the Rebbe wrote back, "Heruf but the polish shtick. So you don't need to do this polish, this polish um, stick Shik is a word that means gimmick. You don't need to use. You know, you don't need to use a gimmick. I gave you, in other words, I gave you a blessing and I meant it, and it's going to work. Just trust me. Trust the blessing. You don't, in other words, I guess what this means is like, you you think as in among other Hasidic groups, there, there there is a certain kind of attitude of like trying to to persuade the tzaddik using some gimmick to 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 inspire the tzaddik, some, something that the Hasid must do to to make things happen. But the Rebbe expected more from this uh, woman and her husband. He said, "We don't need to have, you don't need to hear from me, in other words, that, that I'm promising you. The fact that I gave you this blessing itself, in other words, my words, that itself should be enough. Just have the faith and you will see, as they did, Baruch Hashem, that the Rebbe's blessings and they were blessed with the child. So we'd have, we don't need to use any gimmicks. Just have simple faith in the words of the Tzaddik and we will see it happen. The Gashem is in this physical world the victory of Am Yisrael, victory of the Jewish people, coming Mashiach, taking me mamish. Lachaim, lachaim, a good devach a Any questions or comments?